Are you looking for real, raw, and unfiltered news about what's happening in the greater Philadelphia area? Are you sick of all the vanilla takes about the local issues affecting our community right now? You're in the right place. Tune in to the Philly Face-to-Face Podcast. What is up, Philly Face-to-Face Podcast? We have the honor of being with one of the biggest influencers in the greater Philadelphia area. And if you don't know what an influencer is, you're in for a real big treat today. Aisha Vincent, also known as Lash, that's her alter ego. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, Thanks for coming on. Uh, She's got 115,000 Instagram followers, does a lot of influencing locally in our marketplace. So Aisha, just tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe like what an influencer does for the people that don't know that might be tuning in. Okay. So yes, uh, thank you for the great introduction. So again, like I said, uh, he said, I'm Aisha. Um, I run the blog livinglesh.com. I'm also on social media. You'll find me on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Pinterest, Facebook. I'm everywhere. Um, And my blog focuses on petite fashion as well as luxury lifestyle. And the kind of difference when I say luxury lifestyle, it's not all about spending, you know, a six figure salary because not everyone's making that in the world and going and having this extravagant lifestyle, but it's actually sharing how to live a luxury lifestyle um, on a budget. So it's kind of that fake it till you make it mentality, but still looking great, still doing amazing things, still having these amazing experiences. Um, And I've been doing that for probably, I want to say going on five years now. Um, And all of this came to be from my alter ego. So when I was in college, I just started college, I was an English major and my name legally is Aisha, but in emails, people actually thought I just wasn't capitalizing the first letter of my name. So I'd get these email responses now changing my name to Lesha. And it was kind of like a whole, do I fight it? Do I get angry? But I eventually just started embracing it um, because Aisha was the girl that went to 8 a.m. courses. She had her t-shirt on and some sweatpants and just looked like a bum. But later in the evening when she got herself together, Lesha came out and she was the fashionable, um, you know, lifestyle, very vibrant person. Um, And I decided to share that. I had a few friends that were in sororities um, and every once in a while they were like, can you take me to the mall and get me dressed because you look fabulous and I want to kind of look like you. So I started taking all these girls to, you know, shopping trips and eventually they would refer me to friends and friends. And I'm like, you know what, this would be so much easier if I could just share it out and just go, here's what you should do. This is how you should dress for your body type. This is how you style certain things. Here are the trending items. And that's where uh, the blog was born. So it was primarily focused on uh, fashion, skincare, makeup. And of course, as the times changed, I mean, everything changes year to year. Fashion changes, what we're doing changes. I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic. So the last year has been very different. Um, And then I also, I have a one and a half year old son. So that changed in my lifestyle as well. So my blog has kind of been following my journey through fashion, through lifestyle. So, you know, a year and a half ago, I wasn't sharing, um, wasn't sharing motherhood. And now I'm sharing topics on motherhood where people are loving like, oh my gosh, there's this fashionable um, diaper bag. Where did you get it? It's so convenient. (laughs) Uh, They're sharing like, you know, where did you get all his clothes? So now it's all about his clothes as well. So that's kind of what my blog is about um, and kind of what I do. And then kind of answer the question, you said, you know, what do influencers do? You know, we get this stigma of influencers are just these people who take pretty pictures and they post them and they get free stuff. And that is 
not at all what happens. I mean, yes, we may get, you know, little perks on the side and yes, we do take gorgeous pictures, but there's, there's stuff behind all that. There's the planning, there's the working with uh, brands, there's the budgeting, there's contracts involved, there's content has to be generated. And, you know, with this negative stigma that people are just kind of, we're taking pretty pictures and living our lives and not really working. Um, it's not like that. It's, it's very hard to manage, especially, I mean, you're working for yourself. So there's all the taxes involved. There's the managing, there's trying to figure out if you have employees um, who to pay. I mean, I have work, I outsource and I have to pay them and do the taxes for them as well. Um, and people don't even realize, especially people who like are out there and saying, oh my gosh, you're an influencer, you don't do anything. They're the actual <laughs> ones being influenced by influencers. They just don't realize it. They just don't think like, oh, the small time influencers are as big as these celebrity influencers. Because at the end of the day, they're still influencers who are getting on these commercials and telling you to buy things. Well, that's a great explanation because you're right. A lot of people, and there's a lot of haters out there. And we'll talk about that in a second where they're like, oh, look at this person. They're taking photos. Who cares? It's not real work. And to me, like having a social media plan is something that every business needs to have right now. I mean, whether it's what I do, whether it's selling real estate, whether you're in like running a salon, right? Like, I mean, that's, that's a much more sexier business that you can kind of get into and, 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 and use someone like you to help build up their brand. So uh, you hit, you unpacked a lot there. Talk to you about the alter ego, right? Like, I mean, so that, that's, we were talking about this before we, we jumped on the podcast here and uh, there's a book out there called Alter Ego that a lot of salespeople use that. So how did you like name the alter ego? Like, I mean, you kind of gave us, but like what kind of persona did it take on? And, and how did you kind of like realize you had the alter ego? It probably didn't happen right away. No, no. So the alter ego kind of came, like I was saying in college. And I think the, the kind of the basis story of it is I kept getting these emails. I live with roommates, live with a lot of female roommates who were just thought everything was hilarious. We picked on each other all the time, but that's just how we communicated. So they would always see me very aggravated with this, this Lesha person that kept coming out in these emails. And I'm like, I would always say, oh, if I was Lesha, I would come back and say something different. It was always something very snarky and very colorful. Um, so I think as it kept going, if my friends actually stopped calling me Aisha and started calling me Lesha, and then eventually just started nicknaming me Lesh. So my nickname actually came to be Lesh, and they would actually, my friends are the ones that developed it, is I was very calm and docile during the day, very focused. And in the alter ego, you know, in, as in college, you know, we go out, we party, we have fun, we have experiences. <laughs> I would then, when we would go out, it was Lesh was the one hanging out with everybody. Lesh was the one that was dressing fabulously. Lesh was the one with the colors, with the, the snark, doing everything. So I think I just kind of embraced it. And then nowadays, because um, though I do work kind of full-time hours with my influencer business, I also have another day job. So the day job is uh, exec admin in sales in a tech company. So it's very focused, very calm, not as colorful. But, you know, after I, I sign off of that, it's Aisha's dressing up. She's trying on all these clothes. She goes out with her husband and son, and she does all these colorful things. We travel. We live a luxurious lifestyle. So that's kind of where I've embraced it. Is Lesh is the is the after hours person that's living that best life and and finding it in a budget and just being fashionable and fabulous. Well, and, and you know it, it, it's absolutely correct because if you showed up to your day job like this, you probably wouldn't be as good at your day job as, as you as you are, and and you have to kind of embrace that other personality to maybe go a little further one way. So when you have like the opportunity to go the other way, you can do that as well. And that's kind of what the alter ego is all about. So I, I love that you said that. And 
that's something like every salesperson has. You look at like speakers and performers. I mean, Beyonce has Sasha Fierce, right? Like it's the same thing. It's no different. So um, Bo Jackson did this when he played football. So I, I love that. That, that is so great that you, you have that kind of alter ego and you've turned into a business. So, uh, you know, we, we, we talked a little bit earlier in, in kind of the prep here as well, that being an influencer, it's like the number one job that kids want, meaning like teenagers, maybe, you know, like kids like 10, 11, 12 years old. So you kind of have, it happened organically is what it sounded like for you. And it was a natural thing, but these people that they grow up and, you know, they used to be like, I want to be an attorney or I want to you know be a doctor. Now people are saying, Hey, I want to be an influencer. So what advice would you have for someone that wants to be an influencer when they grow up? So it's kind of right now, especially for the young ones. And I, I have a niece who is obsessed with TikTok. She wants to blow up everything's TikTok famous or Instagram famous. So some of the tips I give to her is one, make sure you're going in this with the right mindset. If you're going into becoming an influencer, just saying, I want to go and get free stuff and I want everyone to see me. That's not the right, right mindset. Being an influencer is a business. You have to go in there in the hopes that you're going to inspire people, influence people in the right way, use your platform to actually say something important that's relevant. So I think that's the one thing where I went into it is I had a plan and I had a topic I want to talk about and who I wanted to help. It's more of a helpful thing, inspiring them, making them feel good, entertaining versus making it about you. If you're going into influencing to make it about you, you're doing it wrong. Influencing is not about the person, it's about the community that is built. I love a couple of things you said there. I just wanna go a little deeper. So running it like a business, and, and, and to me that is what any business, you, you've gotta take it back to those principles because if you don't, and you don't really have a business, you're just kind of flying by the seat of your pants. So what have you learned as you've gone through this? I mean, you've been doing this for five years now, right? That, that's, that's not insignificant, that's a long time. What, what kind of changes have you made from like when you got started and now where you're a little more regimented when it comes to your business operations with, uh, with Living Lash? So when I started, I, I definitely took it as more of a, a hobby. So there wasn't a schedule I was keeping. There wasn't consistency that was there. Um, I wasn't tracking anything. I wasn't putting my full effort into things. So, and I wasn't investing in myself especially with businesses. You have to invest in yourself. You have to invest in your tools. You have to invest in the things that you're doing and kind of look at it as what can you provide? What is the ROI for the businesses you're going to get that return on interest or investment? So I think over the years, what I've learned is I need to be consistent. I need to make sure I'm hunkering down and actually focusing on the content, not just trying to reach out everywhere. I mean, there's a lot of opportunities that come being an influencer, but there is that aspect of being able to say no, saying if I go into this branch that is going away to what my core messaging is and who I am as this brand, that I may lose people and is it worth it? Um, and then, you know, also was that aspect of outsourcing. I, as a person, am very kind of OCD when it comes to my things. And I soon realized that outsourcing and investing in those, those people to help are actually going to benefit me in the long run. Um, I've learned how to read contracts along the way. I've learned how to negotiate. Um, like I said, in my other job, I'm a salesperson. I did not go to school for sales. I actually went to school for um, high, um, seven to 12 education. So I used to be a teacher. So I've definitely pivoted and my sales skills actually came from being an influencer. I've learned how to talk to people. I've learned how to sell, I mean, my services. So I've learned how to sell myself in a way, but I've learned to sell other things. Um, 
And then everything is just always about being flexible. Um, flexibility is a huge thing, especially in running your own business is not everything's going to go 100% perfect all the time. So being flexible and moving around and figuring things out is, is always a good, a good mindset to have when running a business. I wish every business person could have just heard that. I mean, you unpacked so much there, like uh, just some things that, you know, are, are, are so core, just being another business owner, right? Tracking and measuring, knowing your ROI and your numbers, keeping to a schedule, being willing to pivot. Like this is stuff like this applies to anything. And that's why I, you're right. Influencers do get a bad rap. They think it, but you look at the way the world's going and the way people digest content and where they get there. I mean, people are buying more and more products from Facebook and Instagram and other social media sites than ever before. Um, they're not going the traditional retail channels. Most retail outlets are closing. So, you know, it's created a space where online businesses and some of these businesses that you're working with can really thrive. So I love everything you said there. I mean, I wish you could come like talk to our team after this and just tell them the same thing. They, they, would, they would really appreciate and benefit from it. So it is a business, right? And like any business, you talked about pivoting. So it's been a kind of a crazy 11, 12 months here with the pandemic and COVID-19. I know we've had to pivot here. How have you like pivoted yourself? Because I think this is a question that I have for every business owner right now. What did you do to pivot and how have you been able to keep thriving? Because obviously you're, you're, you're still doing great and, and, and bringing in sales and doing all the things you need to be doing. So it was definitely about pivoting the content um, and keeping people still happy. Um, so when the pandemic first hit, of course, like everybody, you're trying to figure out, I was trying to figure out what was going on. Um, and the great thing about being an influencer and the community I've built is they want to actually be involved. Um, so one main thing I did was I reached out Instagram stories on my social media platforms and just said, what do you all want to see? Like, what content are you looking for? And of course, I got a lot, you know, well, how about we focus on skincare? Because before I was focusing on makeup, well, we're not going anywhere. No one's really putting on makeup. So how about let's focus on the skincare. Let's focus on, you know, different outfits we're wearing at home because now everyone's on Zoom. They're in loungewear. Okay, what's great loungewear that's affordable? How can I still look cute, go out and run my errands? Um, what things can I, can I wear at home? Um, a lot of things also were about focusing on how to entertain children at home. I got a lot of those questions. What are the great products to buy to entertain my child at home? How do I create a schedule where I can still get work done while having young ones at home? Um, and then it was also like, you know, some of them still wanted content that was a little bit distracting. I also have travel content I put out, but of course, since travel got shut down, it was kind of like, you know, what inspirational things can we see? What can we talk about the future? And then even now as travel's kind of opening back up, they're still a little iffy. It's all about where it's comfortable and what's open is a lot of people are asking, you know, where can I go locally? I don't feel comfortable getting on a plane, but I'll get in my car. Um, so, you know, I've even been uh, sharing, you know, you can go to this hotel and these are the safety precautions they have in place. You can drive there, you can stay there. This is how to keep entertained. Um, this is safe, here are some recommendations. Um, and then even more, I opened up other outlets and channels to kind of broaden my community. So especially because I've had more time, I'm not traveling as much, um, the content's more at home. So I'm not going out and planning all these photo shoots outdoors. Um, so I was actually able to publish a book. So I opened that as a stream of channel. I pivoted that way and just kind of wrote a book that just kind of shared what was going on in the world, especially not only was COVID happening, we've been going through a lot of things with, you know, with racial, racial topics. So I opened something that kind of shared that information to educate on that way. 
Um, I also opened up, we're like, you know what, we love hearing you on Instagram stories, where else can we um, open? So I actually kind of recently in the past month or so started a podcast where just talks actually about topics in motherhood, fashion, beauty, about living a luxurious lifestyle on a budget. So I'm gonna be able to open those up. I was able to pivot while staying in my core content, but open up other media um, channels so I can connect to people as well as giving them the information that they want in, in the different mediums that they want it. I, you, I mean, everything you talked about there, I mean, I, you know, any business that didn't pivot, they, they might be out of business right now. I mean, that, that's the harsh reality that we're in in this, in this pandemic sort of 11, 12 months here that we've been in. And, you know, pivoting is the name of the game. And the stuff you're talking about there, I mean, look at, it sounds like you're thriving and doing better than ever because you're giving people what they want and almost what they need, right? Like anyone that's got kids, like you've got a one and a half year old son, I've got three kids. Like it has been hard. I don't care what anyone says. It has been really hard. And just, hey, here's some stuff you can do with your kids. People are looking for that. I mean, not everyone's as creative as you, as you would think they would be. So that's a real service to the community. You know, what to do at home, like what to wear on Zoom calls. It was like that commercial where the guy showed up in his underwear, but he had like a nice shirt on. If you saw it, like, and it's and like athleisure wear, all that sort of stuff. I mean, I think the market has changed a lot, especially for some of the things you're working with. So, you know, the, the, the presence to pivot is so critical. So um, for like other business owners out there, and, and I'm, I'm happy to chime in too, like if they're struggling to find like a new line of, of revenue or a way to pivot, like what advice would you have for them? Because it seems like you've really got it down and, 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 and you're, you're thriving because of it. I would definitely say first start with your loyal clients, your loyal customers, um, connect with them and say, here's where we are. I'm here for you. I want to help you. I want to be there for you. What can I do for you? Cause a lot of times I've even talked to other businesses around Philly that I just kind of know, I know the people and I'm like, okay, what have you done? And they said that they've actually sent out surveys via their email newsletters They've talked to customers who've come into their stores or wherever they are. Um, they've connected with them on social media and just said, we're here for you. We hear you, but we want to hear more from you. And what can we do? And by just gathering that information from those little customers, those customers that are coming in and even new ones, they've been able to find out how to find other streams of revenue, how to change the services they have to fit the time. And then also to bring in more customers that they didn't even think were looking for this because they talked to people, they came with a new idea. Someone's searching it. Someone's always searching for something. Um, and it's all about finding what they're searching for, listening to people, because we as businesses are out there to serve those people. We want those customers, but by listening to them, that's gonna be the greatest thing. And then hear it, absorb it, and make sure you put your own spin on it. Um, the one thing about competition is you have to offer something that's unique. Um, that is not exactly the same as somebody else's. I mean, if, it's, if you're in Philly and you're, there's a service you see happening in California, I wouldn't say don't copy it because they may, if, especially if it's like in person, you may be able to offer it now because the person in Philadelphia is not driving to California to go get it. 100%. Um, so being that flexible listening, you know, and, and being able to take that risk, it's a risk at the end of the day. Um, and it's not guaranteed that it's going to work out, but sometimes those risks pay off and it's, it's okay. And if it fails, you kind of have to look at it and go, what can I do to make this better? Um, and, and build from it, you know, use it as a learning experience versus just looking at it negatively. Well, and, and you, you mentioned something there and I think it's important to like, it seems like small businesses, like I've never seen this kind of like outpouring of support for each other before than, than what's happened over the past 10, 11 months. And if you're really about helping people, which, you know, it's clear to me that you are. I mean, I, I, you know, we did, we researched it, we followed your content, all that. And 
when you're really about helping people, like that's what matters. Like when you get into these situations, what do you do? So I, I love that you're, you're, you're talking about that. And, uh, and it's, yeah, I mean, that's what we're here for. Like, I mean, I fundamentally believe we help people when they go through real estate transactions. I mean, you're helping a lot. Like think about the parents or the, or the, or the woman or whomever that's like, hasn't left their house in a while. Like, I mean, they need these sort of outlets. So, you know, to, to me that that's why you have such a great business because you have that intention of helping people and that's not something you can fake. It's gotta be real. So that, that, that's tremendous. Very cool. So you got the little guy there, right? Can we get him on? Who always has to make a, make an appearance somewhere. This is <laughs> every time I'm on a video, he feels like he needs to, he needs to be, presented so we've kind of put his pacifier in because he's also working on talking so you may you might hear him <laughs> well this is this is real life right and and uh i think the first the first webinar i did when the pandemic happened my son like walked into my office and shot me with a nerf gun there was like a thousand people watching so all good like this is people and people have a higher tolerance for this stuff now like a year ago they'd be like what's wrong they got their kid on there but now it's like hey this is life guys so you know, speaking of real life right so you talked about how you're living a regular life and obviously you got, you know, this beautiful son here, you've got, you know, your family. So how do you like, you've got a job, this business and a family. And I think the big question is like, how do you balance stuff? Like how, how do you make all that work? I mean, it sounds like you're doing it all. And I'd love to kind of get like the real answer here uh, because that's what this is all about. I, I think people, they, they fantasize of like Instagram life, like it's a term and I'm not, and, and that's definitely not what's going on, but like, how do you, how do you, how do you deal with it every day? Because it's, it's hard being a parent, being a business owner, and you've got another job on top of it. Right. I think it's all about one communication and two, knowing your limits. Um, I've had multiple ways I've gone about this. Um, cause even before, before my son came along, my husband and I were trying to navigate us time versus me away from from my blog and focusing on that. And then of course I was teaching before, so I was away all day. And then now with this job, it was just different. Um, so I've actually now gotten my husband involved in my business. So he's not left out. So anytime we're doing content with travel, he goes. He's actually my photographer, um, self-taught. So he's able to be involved in that way. So it's still family time while working. It's just kind of working and having fun at the same time. Um, and then I've also gotten to the point where I know how to say no. Um, I mean, I get brand deals. I get brands who reach out. I pitch to brands, you know, for the work, but I set myself, you know, monthly for a limit is I'm only going to do this amount of brand deals per month. Because if I go over, it's just going to take up too much time. Um, because, you know, working with a brand, it's all about the contract, getting the work done, creating the content, taking the photos, posting it, monitoring, looking at analytics. There's a lot of sets that go behind each brand deal. And once you start mounting those up, it just takes away a lot of time. Um, I'm also very communicative with my day job. They are very aware of what I do. Um, I mean, that was also one of the reasons I was hired is they were like, you know, you do this so well with your own business. How can you help with, how can you bring that skill here? Um, the funny thing is my boss who reads my newsletter, which is on uh, women's uh, fashion. And I'm like, why are you reading this? I'm not sure what you're going to get from it. He's like, oh no, I get inspiration from it to, what, to buy my wife. And I'm like, all right, have fun, have fun. Good um, husband. But. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also about setting those limits is I, during my day, um, you know, I get up very early before my, my son's up, before my husband's up, and I do a couple of hours with my business. Um, I work my day job, the regular kind of nine to five, and then when I get off, um, I dedicate only probably an hour in the evening after dinner to work on things, and then 
I move on and just kind of say, you know, let me jump, like get out a bunch of work at that time, uh, set up my schedule. Um, and I just kind of make sure that everything's on track. I, I work seven days a week. Um, some of the blog work I do is on the weekend, but I set a time limit of when I'm going to do the work. So I'm not sacrificing family time. At the end of the day is I'm not working to have a family. I work because of my family. Like I'm working to give more back to my child and to my husband and into our life. So it's, it's a big thing for me to make sure that I'm still focused on that, all that. And I also take time for myself is if I need to take a day of PTO from my other job, I'll take a day of PTO from my business. I mean, that's the great thing about being your own boss. You can give yourself a day off whenever you feel like it and there, no one needs to approve it. Um, I did that with my blog business after the, the busy holiday season, because like I'm sure everybody knows the busiest buying season is the holiday season. So yes. I get very, very busy around that time. After holiday season was over, I gave myself two weeks off. I let my community know saying, I'm going to be offline for a couple of weeks. Bear with me. And most of them understood. They were like, you know what? Go do what you're doing. That's the great thing about having a great community is they understand. They're patient um, because I communicate with them. I let them know what's up is I'm not superwoman. I'm a regular person just like you. I need family time. Um, and again, I get my family involved is when we go on trips, we go on trips as a family. Um, yes, I'm working, but I try to make sure that I'm enjoying the trip and not just focusing on work, but I'm still providing those deliverables for, for the brand. So they're not just like, you went and went on a trip and you were supposed to be doing something as well, or we sent you this product to shoot to provide its content. You used it, but what happened? Um, so kind of just making sure that, you know, I'm still enjoying it. That's the one thing about any business, especially if you go into business for yourself, you're doing it because you enjoy what you're doing. So I think the biggest thing is with that balance is still find the enjoyment. Cause if you can find the enjoyment, it doesn't seem like you're working as much. There's so, there's so much to unpack in what you just said. And I mean, I, I feel like, 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 I mean, we're, we're just getting to know each other here, but I mean, if it's not your schedule, it doesn't happen. Right. That's like one of the principles at our team. So I, I love that you said that. Uh, getting your family involved, right? Like, I mean, I, I think that's so important because it, and it, it's gotta be fun. You gotta like what you're doing because if you don't like what you're doing, you're not gonna be passionate about it and you're gonna be punching the clock and that's not what you want. And, and more importantly, you work to have a great life, right? Like that's something we tell everyone that walks through the door here. Too many people live to work, that's all they do. And it's 24 seven. And if you're not in that space, you're not gonna be able to do it for the right reasons. I mean, you got this beautiful son here. I mean, he's one, you know, that, that, that sort of stuff is so important. That's the reason why you do it all. So. I, I mean, I, I love every, literally everything you said here. Like this could be a coaching session for anyone that wants to run their own business right now. I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding with you. I mean, it, these are all fundamental principles and it shows this stuff is cross industry. Like you don't have to be a social media influencer. You don't have to be a real estate agent. You could be, you know, in retail, you could be running a hair salon and, and doing all these sort of things. So you know, these principles that you have in place, like anyone, this isn't even just about you. This is anyone that wants to run a business, like watch this again take notes and you'll be able to run a successful business just from what uh, Aisha's saying here. So really, really good stuff. Uh, so you talked about a regular life. You talked about, you know, how, how you kind of go about your day and how that works. What about the haters, right? Like, um, like social media, I mean, the comment section of social media, like makes my skin crawl sometimes. And I'm sure you deal with it as much as anybody. So what's your strategy for dealing with those kind of people. I know you have a couple cool nicknames for them. So why don't, why don't you fill us in on that? Cause I think that's a great mindset play. So of course I call them, I mean, they're the cyber bullies. I mean, I came from teaching, so we use the regular term, they're cyber bullies. Um, I personally call them internet gangsters. 
is they're the ones that sit behind your keyboard and they like to say things and they like to get really tough. But if you ever saw them in person, they're probably not going to say anything. I doubt it. Or they're just really just like, oh, well, I didn't mean to say that if you ever confronted them and found them. Um, but what I usually do is I kind of know that I'm going to take the good in with the bad. And I focus on the amazing uh, messages I get, the DMs I get. I focus on the great feedback I'm getting from my community. Because half the time when it is these people in the comments who are saying rude things, they're not my followers. They are not people who would usually stay around me. They're just kind of, they're there just to, to be in the way, to cause hurt, to cause pain. And sometimes I'll even respond with thank yous. I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in kill them with kindness. Um, and then if it's something where I feel like it's going to trigger somebody else, because I know my community also goes in and, and they read some of my comments. Um, I've had followers who've gotten in arguments with people who said rude things. So I know they're reading the comments. And if it's something where I know it's going to trigger someone or it's going to set them off, I don't wanna spread hate. I don't want to cause conflict. I'll delete it. I'll delete it and I simply block the person. This is not something I wanna be in, engaged with. It's not something I want to come on my comments frequently. I just kind of get with them. I don't internalize it. I think that's the one thing is, especially for young people, which I'm always like, be careful on social media, is a lot of times we get these and we internalize it. These people usually are also hurting themselves. Um, they're just kind of out there and they're angry about something. So it's kind of like, let it go. Know your worth, know your beauty, know people are out there who love you. Um, as an influencer, you, I built a community, so I know people are following me for a reason. They're not kicking the follow button to come and attack me. They're clicking the follow button because there's something of value that I'm offering and they appreciate it. Um, so I deal with them that way. I mean, I think for me, it's a lot more brushed off the shoulder, move on. Um, and I do, I do from like, someone's always like, well, if you ever created an Instagram for your, um, your son, cause people do that. They create Instagrams for their children. Yeah. If someone said something, I'd be like, well, one, that'd be a whole different ballpark. Cause then that's me getting triggered. And then we'd probably have a conflict or we'd have to have some words. Um, but I don't want to spread hate. I don't want to call those people out. I think some of the things that some people do is they, they share it in their stories and just go, you know, this is how I handled it. Um, sometimes it goes good. Sometimes it goes bad. I've seen instances where someone has actually shared a comment that was made um, and left the tag uh, or the handle of the person. And some of their, in, their followers actually went and attacked this person. They had to go back and apologize and say, I didn't mean to do all of this. Um, and I don't think that's a negatively a bad thing. I've shared stuff like that saying, here's the comment I left, here's my response to it. So everyone can see like if there's other ones of you out there, this is how we're gonna deal with it. But I won't leave their handle on there. I don't want people going to them. Um, I think it's just all about making sure that you don't let them win because that's what they want. They're there to, to cause a reaction and just don't give them one. I, I love that you've embraced the haters or like you like, I mean, cause if you don't like, I mean, you're, you're in the wrong business. Right. And I, I think, you know, when you, when you want to become an influencer or be someone in the public eye, there's always going to be people that have some sort of criticism of what you're doing, but odds are they're not executing on anything themselves. They're not going to say, I mean, like you said, they're like that telephone tough guy or like the keyboard warrior, whatever you want to want to call it. And unfortunately this is something people got to deal with. Right. I mean, it, you know, it's, you know, we see it in our business. You probably get it as much as anybody else. And, you know, I, I look at it as a motivator sometimes. I mean, if people are that upset about whatever I'm doing, working hard, you know, posting videos, you're, you know, you know, you're helping local businesses. Like, that's great. You know what? I'm going to keep doing it because 
those are people that aren't going to be your customer. They're not going to be your follower. They're not going to be someone that's aligned with your goals. And that's okay because like attracts like. And if you believe in that, then you can move past it a lot quicker. So I love your mindset there. And I mean, you have like, one of the things that's really shining through to me is your mindset is really strong being in this business. You talk about like the miracle morning sort of stuff, getting up early, working on your business. Yeah, I mean, doing two, two gigs at the same time. I mean, that, that's not easy. So, you know, clearly your mindset is there and that's something you probably had to develop. Uh, we, we covered a lot here now. I, I know you're local to the greater Philadelphia area, but you're also doing some stuff outside. So tell me some things like you like about living here, like maybe some local things you want to highlight. And then we can talk about, you know, the kind of companies you work with a little bit and how people can get in touch with you. So I mean, I've always lived in the suburbs outside of Philly. Um, I love the city. I love going into the city. I am just one of those people that hates traffic. So the city, city driving is not for me. And I am not a person that gets on trains. Like I'm a people watcher. And if someone does something weird, I'm immediately trying to get away. I got on the train once into Philly and I saw someone like spit straight on the ground. And I'm like, I got to walk that way. It's going to be on my shoe. Granted, yes, it's on my shoe. But in my mind, I was now infected with some disease. So, you know, the suburb has always been for me. I also like the fact of being out in the open. I mean, that's how I grew up. Um, so the being, being this close to the city without being in the city has also always been like a great thing. I mean, things I love about the city is you go there and if you're, I'm a big foodie. If you're looking for a certain type of cuisine, you're going to find it. Um, it, they have, they have everything you need. Um, if you're looking for a certain type of nightlife, you're going to find it. I mean, recently I found a speakeasy that was someplace and the fact that it was there and you actually can walk through a hidden door, um, you know, fast. Pretty cool. There's always these great things to find in the city and they're always having these events, um, you know, within the city as well as around the city. We went to Chestnut Hill on ice, um, which they do seasonally, I think a couple weeks ago where it was great to have the, it was an iceless ice skating rink. Um, they had different ice sculptures highlighting things. They had yurts. So it was like really cute and cool and something to take, um, you know, my son to. They had um, Anna and Elsa show up. We didn't see them because it eventually just got too cold. But I <laughs> showed up. Um, and then of course, being out in the suburbs is, I mean, I'm around the King of Prussia Mall as a fashion person. I need some place to shop. Um, you know, every time I talk to my husband, I'm like, we're thinking about moving, but if we move too far away from the King of Prussia Mall, what am I going to do? Like, how am I supposed to get my stuff? I, as much as I love online shopping, I'm also an in-person shopper. Um, I have to be able to try it on. I have to be able to see it. I want to touch it. I want to see the colors. Um, so, I mean, that's one great thing. There's, there's so many things going on. I'm even, um, one of the current things in development on my website is going to be this Insider's Philly Guide. Um, it's actually going to cover places to stay, eat, shop, visit, so on and so forth. Um, because I feel like those businesses need to be highlighted. There are so many great businesses out there. Um, so many people who I have, you know, worked with as well as who've done things for me that I want to highlight. I mean, there's um, uh, uh, a black owned business that actually is kind of like um, DoorDash that's there that actually just oh, kind wow. of all of these these um, black owned restaurants I didn't even know about. So like, there's something always new and vibrant happening in the city. Um, I think the business is called Black and Mobile. Um, so I mean, shout out to them. I like you know I still have a gift card to them. I'm trying to use them when I'm in the city next. Um, but it's there's always something great going on. And then because there's this city with these suburbs around it, when you need a break, when you need something scenic, it's not a far drive to go see it. 
Amazing, amazing. And I think that the thing that people should know here, and this is this is my observation, is that what shines through in this conversation is you are all about helping people, right? Like, and that is such a fundamental thing to, if you, if I mean, if, if you're going to go out and help people, like, not only are you going to have a successful business, but you're actually going to make a difference. And I mean, a lot of these businesses, I mean, you're talking about this, this black and mobile company, right? Like, that saves not only a lot of restaurants, but also another startup that's out there. I mean, you're talking about, you know, just just really immersing yourself in the local community here, which it probably should be a lot more of because there's so many local businesses people don't know about. And now there's this culture of I'm just going to order it on Amazon on my phone and it's going to show up, which can be convenient. I'm not saying that's wrong. I mean, I'm a big fan of that. But, you know, you got to get back to the community that gives to you. And I, I, I love that everything you say here. I mean, it's all about helping people and raising awareness about what's going on in our, in our local area, which is amazing. So very, very cool. So, uh, you know, anything else you want to kind of share here? I mean, we, we, we've been, we had a, we, we said a lot, we covered a lot. Uh, what should people know about you? Um, what should they know about less your alter ego? Where can they find you? And if they want to connect with you, maybe, you know, do some sort of work, like what, what's the best way to, to, to connect with you? And we'll get all this stuff posted on the video here as well. So I guess kind of to start with the connection and branching out. So if it's a person, just an individual who wants to find inspiration, find content, um, my blog is livinglesh.com. All of my handles on social media are livinglesh. It's just living in an L-E-S-H. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Pinterest. I'm on Facebook. Um, most of the day-to-day behind-the-scenes aspects that you'll want to see is on Instagram, which is where everybody is. Um, I'm playing around on TikTok, so if you're looking for something a little bit more entertaining, TikTok's where it's at. Um, my blog is definitely where we're going to find where that core content is. If you're looking for a lot more explanations, I'm doing cocktail recipes because we're all at home, so <laughs> you'll learn how to be a bar- bartender at home when you can't go to the bars all the time. Um, I'm sharing cocktail recipes there. I'm sharing how-tos. Um, I share uh, blog posts that people love, like especially if you're petite or you're just a little bit smaller and you want to look taller. I've, I've shared that. Um, and I need that advice. I'm going to find it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on YouTube doing reviews. If you ever like, you know, there's this product, I'm not sure about it. I may have reviewed it. Um, my podcast, That Lux Life, is one of those things where if you are driving, I mean, some people are still back on the road, you want to throw it on the car and listen to how you live your best life. I'm giving tips on, you know, affordable luxury vacations, um, creating luxury looks that aren't necessarily brand name, but you, it still looks the same. You can look like you're wearing a Gucci outfit without actually wearing Gucci. Um, so I'm, I'm sharing all of that. And then when it comes to working with brands is the best way to get in contact with me is my email. I mean, you can find my email on my blog. You can find my email, on my Instagram. It's just lesh at livinglesh.com. Very direct. Um, and, you know, reach out. We'll start a conversation. Um, I do everything from local collaborations to big brand partnerships to even just kind of working with other influencers in the area who are like, I would love to collaborate. What can we do together? I'm always up for just an email back and forth saying, what can we do? Let's get it. Let's have a chat. Or even if someone's just like, you know, I would think about influencer. Can you give me like 30 minutes of your day just to kind of talk about it? I'm always looking to help people. I mean, again, I went to school to be a teacher. So teaching and inspiring is where my core roots are. Um, I'm never going to leave that. I mean, I, yes, I don't teach in the high school anymore, but I'm, I'm always still teaching in, in some manner. Um, I mean, the biggest thing about, you know, Aisha and, and the, the Lesh persona is whether you get Aisha or whether you get Lesh, you're going to find some aspect of caring. You're going to find some aspect of, I guess, I wouldn't say aggressive directness, but I'm going to be direct with you. I think that's the one thing I always value is 
I'm going to tell you the truth because I feel like the truth is better to hear than someone lying to you and to find out what's the truth later. Like if something doesn't look good on you, I'm going to tell you versus letting you <laughs> around looking crazy, uh, which some people do. They're just like, I don't want to hurt their feelings. So I told them it looked really nice. And I'm like, yeah, but then when they walk around looking crazy, it's still now your fault. Um, so it's, it's one of those things. And then, you know, kind of going out is I'm, I'm still a little private. Yes. I'm an influencer, but there is a certain line I draw. It's just, you won't know where I live exactly. I will never share that. Um, I don't share a lot of those very intimate details and there. There are things that you won't always see. I am open, but I mean, as with any influencers, line has to be drawn is at the end of the day, I also have to keep my family safe. And I also want to keep some things private. Um, so I think that's, I mean, about living less. That's, that's about me. I feel like I've kind of given a lot of context and, you know, try to explain everything, but I feel like the best way to know me, to know my style, to know what I'm sharing is, is to follow me and ask those questions and have those conversations. Never be afraid to DM me. Um, I answer people all the time. Um, I may not answer you within five minutes, but I'll answer you. You just have to be a little patient. I mean, I get those people who like send you messages. Like I haven't had family that still do the text message you didn't answer 30 seconds later, I'm gonna text you again. I'm like, you know, give me some time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm walking around with my phone attached to my hand, as you can see, my phone's actually on silent. So if someone calls me, I won't know. I do this all the time. Um, but yeah, don't be afraid to have a conversation with me. I love talking to my community. That's what I'm here for. If you're sitting there silent, asking questions is the best way to get to know me to find out more. If there's something you're like, oh, I saw this outfit, she didn't link it, share, ask me. I'll send you a link. If it's sold out, I'll find you an alternative. Um, I'm, I'm wanting to help people. That's the biggest thing. Amazing stuff. I mean, this, this is a really uh, inspiring uh, interview we got to do with you here. I really appreciate the time. We're going to get all your social stuff up. We're going to share it all, post it all, all that good stuff. We got our marketing team. We'll take care of that. More importantly, Aisha, thank you for coming on. I think you shared a lot. And I think I guarantee you there's going to be someone out here that reaches out to you that you inspired with some of the stuff you shared because it's real life. And this is just how it is. I mean, there's, there's no secrets here about how you, know, you became successful. It's the same thing you probably hear from anybody else. But the point is you've done it and you, sh and you have a proof of concept. So really, really cool stuff. I'm looking forward to connecting with you more. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. Really appreciate your time. So much. It was a pleasure.